0: Hello and welcome to the program. You have a warning. In this episode, we're talking about the Marley Woods Porthole. That's correct, the Marley Woods Porthole. And this is talking about Marley Woods, Missouri, actually. The article comes to us from 101theeagle.com. The title is Researchers Say There Are Portals Near Marley Woods, Missouri. Author Doc Halday, published March 1st, 2023. This is a very recent article. It starts off saying it's a paranormal hotspot in Missouri that is so notorious that it has attracted some of the world's top researchers. Many of them believe that woods near Marley Woods, Missouri, have two or three portals that are being used by all sorts of otherworldly things. Now, this is an idea that we've talked about in the podcast many times. That rather than these UFOs or other f- phenomena coming from across the universe somewhere, that possibly they're just traveling from a dimension or a universe right next door. It says, if you've been to the Marley Woods part of Missouri, you know this is a heavily forested area in the southern part of the state that is very rural. The reports of strange lights and encounters in these woods led researcher Thomas Ferriero and also the late Ted Phillips to investigate what's happening there. Ted Phillips was widely believed to be the leading expert for UFO trace cases. The national radio show Coast to Coast featured an interview with Thomas Ferrro about what they found near Morley, Missouri. He said they encountered light balls, light balls, unseen forces, unknown creatures, animal mutilations, and more. Seems like all the things you find on the dark side of the UFO phenomena. It's been, it's been referred to as the Missouri version of Skinwalker Ranch. Marley Woods, Missouri, was also featured on an episode of the Travel Channel show UFO Witness, where they documented the mass UFO sighting in the area. Now we'll get to that in a minute. This is an awesome little, about a four-minute-long video we'll talk about it here after we finish with this article. It says researchers say they have the f- researchers say they believe the forest near Marley Woods, Missouri, have possibly two or three portals with objects going in and out of them. It's easy to discount one person's story but a mass sighting of so many unusual things is impossible to ignore and then it asks is there really a portal in the Missouri Ozarks there's no right there's no way right now to prove it but it could explain the ever growing amount of strange things being seen and heard in the woods in that part of the show me state well they've got a point the conversation has to start somewhere so let's let it start right here now i want to take up one more article uh talking about the this Marley Woods phenomenon, where it's at and what's going on down there. And then we will come back to this uh, Travel Channel video, which I think they document a really interesting cube-shaped UFO sighting. So anytime I'm doing one of these podcasts, I like to get the what, when, where, so we can really get to the facts of the matter. And the uh, where in this is a little bit evasive. The idea of Marley Woods... There's no particular place known as Marley Woods. It's kind of a region that was named by uh, some of the investigators way back when. I think it's almost as much of a marketing ploy as anything, or maybe just their way of describing this generalized area in Missouri where some really strange things have happened. I found this article on the the stateoftheozarks.net. It says... um, the Ozark Spotlight starts off by saying the state of Missouri has its share of anomalies, but the so-called spook lights, which remain unexplained to this day, are perhaps the strangest phenomena of all. The Marley Woods is a name given to an undisclosed location in south central Missouri by ufologist and scientific researcher Ted Phillips and members of his team. The residents don't want to be disturbed by the hordes of people, so they would only agree to having the site investigated if the location was kept secret. The site, which includes many farms and hundreds of acres of property, is a hotspot for paranormal activity with UFO sightings, crop circles, unseen forces that push people, hauntings, and even Bigfoot sightings. It was given the name Marley Woods by Ted, but you won't find it on a map. So this kind of tells us this is an area a lot bigger than Skinwalker Ranch. It's sort of a region down there in the Ozarks where you have so many overlapping strange phenomena taking place along with the UFO phenomena. It says one of the most misunderstood phenomena in this area are the strange balls of lights, or what they call spook lights, that appear after dark. The lights have been reported by residents for many generations. In 1989, children playing on tramp, trampoline were startled when they saw a glowing white ball of light that hovered in a nearby tree. The tree died within two weeks. A man and wife who live in the area saw two balls of light, approximately the size of basketballs, on a fast collision course. The man threw himself and his wife to the ground, believing that there would be some type of explosion. But nothing occurred, and the lights simply dissipated after crashing into each other. Ted and his team have witnessed strange, unexplained lights dozens of times during night investigations. No source can ever be found for the phenomena, but they ruled out car lights, helicopters, swamp gas, and flashlights. The lights continue to spook people to this day. This, These lights, these orbs, are something that are associated sometimes in these uh, very old mountainous areas. We saw this, I think, down in the Smoky Mountains. There's different phenomena. Some people think it's, it could be a natural phenomena caused um, by the makeup of the stone, the earth's electromagnetic field. We don't know but these orbs also are very much like the orbs that people report as UFO phenomena. It says the Piedmont lights have been seen in the area since the 1870s. Marilyn Jackson Jackson was 93 at the time I interviewed her in 1996. She was fully cognizant and said that when she was a young child, baseball-sized white lights would come out of the woods at night, and she and her cousin would actually play with them. The children held out their hands, and the lights would come forward, and land on their palms. The kids then tossed the lights back into the woods, and they would return to the children. Marilyn said that she would often play with the lights for hours on end. The entire family, including her mother and grandfather, said they played with the lights as children as well. This family associated the lights with UFOs, which sometimes appeared over their property. Now that's let's get into some high strangeness right there. You have people. You know, this is of course you know, 100 years ago. Kids out there playing in the front yard, these lights coming out of the forest. You can imagine it's probably heavily forested, maybe even more heavily forested back then than today. Lights coming out of that forest, settling in these kids' hands, these baseball sized light orbs. And the kids throwing these orbs, as if they had substance or weight to them, back into the timber, and they come back that they're playing fetch, back and forth, back and forth. That There's no way that this is some sort of natural phenomenon if that is true. These are intelligently controlled, intelligently designed objects. It says, Dr. Harley Rutledge, professor of physics at Southeast Missouri State University and his team of student volunteers, investigated this location after the wave of UFO reports and unexplained light sightings in near Piedmont, Missouri in the early 1970s. Rutledge used high-tech equipment, including RF spectrum analyzers, quasar telescopes, low-frequency audio detectors, cameras, and a galvanometer, a in 1973. Rutledge logged several hundred hours of observation time. He described the subject in his now-out-of-print book, Project Identification, the first scientific study of UFO phenomena in which he noted that the lights behaved in a way that defied known physics. Rutledge said that some of the objects observed appeared to be a craft of some type, while others, such as blue orbs that drifted across the fields, appeared to be some other type of phenomena. So you can see the mixing here, mixing from this ethereal shape into what appeared to be mechanical objects, this back and forth. There once was a museum dedicated to the light. Leslie Robertson operated the museum, where he offered booklets, photographs, and a viewing platform for people to observe the light. His interest was spurred when in 1906, at the age of 14, he saw the light for the first time. It wouldn't be his last, as he said, he saw it thousands of times. I visited the site in 2016 along with two other paranormal investigators. John Cruzen was very familiar with the spook light, as he had visited the site at least 200 times and saw it on multiple occasions. We pulled our vehicles onto the side of the stretch of road where there are no houses, got out, and cameras in hand, waited for the spook light to appear. John told us to be very quiet and wait for it to approach us. After about an hour, we noticed a golden light appear at the end of the road facing west into Oklahoma. The light got slowly, not bigger, then a second smaller light appeared next to it. We watched as it came near and stopped approximately 80 feet away from us in the middle of the road. This was no car light or swamp gas. As we watched the glowing orb, we noticed three moving lights in the sky, which then moved north at a slow rate of speed. It appeared as if it were one large craft. We saw glowing, bluish small lights in the trees and on the ground that we could not explain and heard calls in the woods that sounded like Native American or perhaps Sasquatch whoops. At that point, around midnight, we decided it was time to clear out of there and go back another day, whether the spook lights are spirits, beings, or natural phenomena, many researchers do, to date, have not solved the matter. Perhaps the lights will remain unsolved mystery forever. Yeah, I'm thinking. So, that's the first type of phenomena that we're covering out of this Marley Woods area, which is this large area in south-central, south-southwest uh, Missouri. Like I said, kind of a rough, hilly, almost mountainous area. It's in the Ozarks. We've, we uh, have heard of these types of orb lights being uh, observed in these sorts of geographical areas before, but the difference with these things is is how people are interacting with them. How this 96-year-old lady described it as when they were children. They would go outside, the lights would come out of the timber, land right in their hand, the palm of their hand. They'd pick the light up and throw it just like a baseball back into the timber and then it would come back again like it's playing a game of fetch or tag. What I also found really interesting about these spook lights was their association not only with observing UFOs but with these strange sounds coming out of the forest. It's like they're coming out to us but wherever they're coming from is located back in that forested area. They say they could hear these whooping sounds as if they were made by maybe ancient Native Americans, or perhaps Sasquatch. So we see this association between the lights and these other paranormal events. Now I want to like, take a look at a couple of other things that are associated with this Marley Woods. First of all, we'll look at that uh, tube-shaped uh, UFO sighting that, that I alluded to that's going to be on the Travel Channel here. And I'll try to put a link to that on the Buy Me a Coffee site. You can get to there from, from my anchor page, Buy Me a Coffee. And... And you can see some of the links here. We'll try to put them up for the, for the podcast. Now, according to this Travel Channel video, in October of 2021, in this generalized area, what they call Marley Woods, which is just the s- south-central part of Missouri, uh, in the Ozarks, that there was a mass UFO sighting, what they call a UFO flap, where you had a sustained UFO presence witnessed by uh, multiple eyewitnesses. And they go ahead and they uh, they cite a recording, um, audio recording made by this woman who claims to have had this encounter with this um, really strange uh, cube-shaped UFO down uh, at Lee's Summit, Missouri. In that area, you can look that in the map and find that's in um, southern, central, western Missouri. There. Um, she begins by saying that the woman's the woman's name was uh, Lauren O'Malley, and as she was coming home that afternoon, or going to appointment, whatever, she had an encounter uh, that she couldn't explain. She says that she was running errands while the kids were at soccer practice, and she's in her car. She was crossing downtown, uh, waiting at a red light, when all of a sudden everything went dark, and as she thought at the time that it was just maybe a, a a big storm rolling in appears. But then she says her car uh, started glowing. That's how she described it. I guess it must have been the energy coming off of this UFO that was overhead. She described it as a 60-foot cube shaped right over the top of her vehicle. I think she called it, said it was shaped like a dice cube almost. And this thing is just being suspended above her Her uh, vehicle. It's kind of darkening the area around it, but her car has this glowing effect. She says it hovered above her, reflecting all sorts of light onto the car. So this thing is definitely emitting light. She said that she knew in her gut that it was a UFO. She said that she thought she was going to die. She was was really afraid. And that that was just the beginning. She says she also reported sightings of the UFO as it returned across uh, Missouri. Other people, res- other people also saw it. Clear up into eight o'clock that night, they had uh, gigantic UFO reported over Raytown Supermarket in Raytown, Missouri. So we've had the first sighting with a scal going to pick her kids up from soccer pack- practice, and this is in the middle of the afternoon. And then clear into the evening, they're getting sightings of this thing being seen further northwest of Missouri. So this thing wasn't just witnessed by one person. Th- then it goes on and says at 8 o'clock at Kansas City, Missouri, they had sightings there. This lady says she just left the market. She was going to uh, the parking lot when all of a sudden all of the bugs went quiet. She said she knew something was wrong. And then she heard this low hum get louder and louder. And as she's listening to it, she sees this giant cube-shaped UFO. It says it flew right across the sky, right in front of her. So... They asked her, "Can you describe the object?" She said it was silver. It was like the shape of a dice. So there again, it was a cubed shape UFO reported. And, you know this thing's being reported all across Missouri at this point. So it said it had to be about a hundred foot above the ground. Now, this tells us that whatever this thing is, it's not often some great distance away. Uh, they had another sighting. It says up here in Kansas City at 63rd and Highway 435. It said in that incident there were multiple witnesses. Uh, they all saw this cube thing just as it's going across the town. So all across Kansas City, people are reporting this this cube-shaped UFO as it's hovering maybe 50, 60, 100 foot off the ground. And it's just it's just cruising across the, uh, the city, just like it's doing its own thing. So you might think that was nothing, but the fact is it actually had radar blips that confirmed this thing. So now we have eyewitnesses on the ground, and we even have some pictures. People have taken pictures of it. Uh, very strange looking. If you see the video, you'll see it. This uh, surreal 3D looking cube shaped object, you know, just purchased or hovering above the ground. At the bottom of it, it looks like, I don't know, patches of light on the bottom of it, but they're almost like they're uh, on fire. So a really weird uh, look to the bottom of the thing, not like you would think of, like say, laser beams coming out of it or light beams being emanated from it, but it's almost like you're looking into molten ovens. I mean, they're like little round patches, just bright, kind of uh, moving light, almost like it's on fire inside of this craft, whatever it is. It wasn't just then, either. There's been other sightings. They said 10 years later, there was a man by the name of Justin. He, he has another sighting, he claims cube-shaped object. He said he felt like it was breathing, that the thing was silver, that it was cube-shaped, that it seemed to them like it was alive. Multiple cases of, of these sightings just keep coming up over and over again, and a lot of people feel, I guess, like they're connecting with this thing to where they really feel like it has a, a cognition about it. It's alive. It's sentient. It's not just a machine traveling through the air. Now, that was a... that basically gives a rundown on what the Travel Channel was talking about. There's also another case of one of these cube-shaped cube-shaped UFO sightings being spotted here. And This one here, this fellow says that he did have some uh, video with it. It just seems like the same the same thing keeps coming up over and over again with these cases. It says Justin Johnson, who recorded the footage. Okay, so if you go to uh, mirror.co.uk, you can see the images here. And like I said, I'll try to post links to some of these on the Buy Me a Coffee site, if you can go there. This is clearly, it's a cube-shaped silver-collared craft. Uh, title says, Man who filmed a cube-shaped UFO rotating in the sky says there's no way we're alone. And this is written by Michael Harvest and Sam Elliott Gibbs. Dated, this is dated October 8, 2021. It says, Justin Johnson was on his way home from work in Springfield, Missouri, when he spotted something sem- seemingly rotating in the sky for nearly three minutes in a V-shaped arc over the city. A man says he is haunted by the UFO footage he recorded after spotting a rotating metallic UFO-shaped object in the sky. Justin Johnson says the encounter happened on his way home from work in Springfield, Missouri, earlier this week. The American spotted something he just couldn't explain, hovering over some shops in the city. In Justin's footage, the object can be seen glimmering overhead, seemingly spinning as it hangs in air. Yeah, you can see it. This is not a weather balloon, in my estimation, not a drone. It's this large, cubed-shaped UFO it's silver, silver and collar, and it says, like he says, it's spinning around there. The 30-year-old says it left him spooked, and others have come forward with similar experiences. The man says there's no way we're alone in the universe. His experience has only made him more certain. He said, I was driving northbound after I got off work, and I noticed a very shiny object flying through the sky, kind of heading in my direction. When I first spotted it, I thought it was one of our local hospital helicopters, because because it's not that unusual to see them as I got closer it kind of started to look it kind of started to look like trash blowing through the air once I got to my closest point with the object I could tell this was not trash it looked like a solid metal cube that was rotating in multiple directions it's got lights around it in the middle of the day Justin can be heard saying when the electrician started looking for answers the mystery only deepened well the you know the guy's an electrician I mean he's not it's he's, he's not like he's not, a, he's not a dumb person. I mean, he understands how mechanical things work. He, he understands how electricity works. I'm sure you had to be mesmerized by this thing. This thing has haunted me after witnessing it, he said. According to records, the object was flying against the wind that day, so I don't believe it was a balloon. Plus, the Federal Aviation Administration said they showed nothing in that area during that time. I have never seen a drone like that and couldn't understand how it would stay in the air with that much flipping he added I really couldn't tell you what it was but it's nothing publicly known about if i had to put money on a guess i would be it would be otherworldly origins or secret government tech sharing his video online revealed a slew of similar encounters and that says this is consistent with an object i saw last week in los angeles wrote one viewer another new england said my husband saw something like this last september filmed this exact thing twice added a third person from texas some were adamant it had to be a balloon, but others were simply amazed. I don't know if this is real or not, but if it is, this is crazy. One person commented, another wrote, I'm always skeptical, but that but that looks awfully real. One more comment stated, if this is if this isn't a fake, this looks like a real UFO. According to Mr. Johnson, the object continued to fly for 3 minutes in a V-shaped arc over the city, pausing over downtown before it was captured on video. Justin has no doubt that the alien life is out there. He said, personally, I believe that with the size of the universe, the amount of evidence I've seen online and through other media, there's no way we are alone in the cosmos. So as we've been talking about, there's a lot of strange goings-ons down here in this area of the Ozarks, uh, sometimes called the Marley Woods porthole area. Uh, you have everything from... Uh, Orbs, balls of light that are interacting with people, strange cube-shaped UFOs, lots of reports of uh, Bigfoot and cattle mutilations. And one last uh, thing I want to look at here was an article I found from uh, OzarkAlive.com. It says, The Blue Man, an Ozark's legend long told but nearly forgotten. This is written July 30th, 2017. It says, For decades, the hills around Douglas County were said to be inhabited by the Blue Man, Once upon a time, a wild man-like creature roamed the remote wooded hills around Douglas County. He was infrequently seen, but his presence fell as far back as the 1860s. Looking to chase and kill, he carried a wooden club in his huge hand, threw large boulders, and feasted upon livestock. Periodic appearances sent locals spinning into a tizzy, and brave men searching the woods and enough excitement to last until the next sighting. He was the blue man of Spring Creek. It is a genuine Ozark legend, and if the testimony of scores of men during all these years is to be accepted, the legend is absolutely true, reported the spring leader in 1924. So this sounds an awful lot like Bigfoot sightings to me. It says, At first sight, there is debate over how the Sasquatch-like creature earned his name. He wasn't literally blue, but many say his jet black fur shone as such in the sunlight. Another account said he wore skins and feathers dyed blue with berries. Others claim the name came from the Blue Soul Collins, the first man to see him. That sighting supposedly took place, took place in 1865 and was recounted in the Springfield Republic in 1915. In the early spring of 1865, Blue Soul Collins was hunting on the divide between North Fork and Spring Creek. A light snow had fallen the night before. The woodlands seemed to be covered by a, a myriad of tracks, turkey tracks, deer tracks, rabbit rabbit, fox, and coon tracks. So big and little tracks, but most conspicuous were the tracks that resembled somewhat those of a bear. Now this is often thought about, but these these uh, Bigfoot tracks, as so sometimes bear tracks, are misidentified as the Bigfoot tracks. It says, Blue Soul was a hunter without fear, and believing the bigger the game the better the hunt, he followed the long, broad tracks with the claw like impressions in snow, after following the trail for several hours over the North Fork Indian and Spring Creek hills, Saul suddenly came upon the object of his search on the north slope of Upper Twin Mountain. Saul looked, jumped out of the path of several descending boulders, and ran. So while Saul was following this creature, the blue man, the blue man was following him, it sounds like, he had seen an object unmistakably human. Those strongly resembling a vicious animal hurling boulders at him down the steep hillside. Newspapers reported periodic encounters in the years that followed. The experiences weren't only tied to Douglas County. At other times, he was supposedly seen in counties such as Ozark and Howe. One experience was in 1874, which started a string of sightings through 1890. Another was in 1911, when a posse supposedly raided the blue man's den and found sheep pelts, hog hides, parts of dog skins, many bones, feathers, and other remains from past feasts. Then came 1915, the year several loggers from near Willow Springs believed they saw him near Blue Rock Mountain. It says, J. J. Tabor saw him less than a week ago, reported reported the Republican. His hair, once black, is now gray, and his body is not so robust as it was 50 years ago when Blue Saul Collins saw him first but he's still very active and is probably the best living example of the simple life. That year marked the blue man's rise to prominence beyond the Douglas County area. Several local newspapers wrote about the sighting, an act that likely gave the legend a much longer life and legacy. One mention was in the Stanbury headlight on July 8th, which noted that the Douglas County haulers reported having seen the strange creature several times that day. On August 10th, the Mobile Weekly Monitor said the news comes into this site, that after an absence of four years, the mysterious blue man of Spring Creek has again appeared in his old haunts, and is causing great excitement in the wild and hilly country along the Big North Fork Indian and Spring Creeks, and in the eastern end of Douglas County. According to Mountain Grove Journal, one there was a wild man at large. Of course, you know these wild man stories; they they even go on today. Uh, but people in the National Park Service talking about the legends of the wild men roaming the parks. It was even picked up as far away as St. Joseph. The newspaper there, however, had a slightly different reaction than Awe. They decided to make the news into a stand-up comedic routine. Well, you know, you had debunkers back then, just like you do today. It says, The Blue Man of the Oz- Ozarks is a mythical creation, and the stories about the wild and woolly personages which have been going on the round. Blah, blah, blah. And then it talks about a little bit of a reappearance that happened. It says, After the 1915 Flurry of Excitement, The blue man went into hiding. His memory was revitalized about 10 years later when more articles appeared in the local papers. You know, sometimes I think people assume that if it didn't appear in a paper, it didn't happen. I hate to tell you, people have experiences and encounters and sightings every single day of the week that don't make it into the paper. It says, the publicity at that point, it seems, was thanks to Ava's postmaster. He received a question and newspaper clipping about the legend from a man in California, and portions of his response were printed in the Nevada Daily News in March of 1925. And then it goes on and talks a little bit more about it, Uh, you know, just the the kind of the legend of it and the folklore of it. It says, an 89-year-old woman has lived most of her life in the area, looked perplexed when asked about the story. Another man, a store operator, whose family had been located have been local since the '40s. hadn't heard of him, and he goes on does a little more debunking here, and then you know, kind of just just continues from there. But I like this idea, though. This these old old encounters of Bigfoot. In this case, they call it the Blue Man. The thing is, the, they all have such a commonality among them that you have to think that there's some sort of a base truth there, even if the story kind of gets. Uh, watered down or added to or whatever as years go by. It's these old these old tales of the Bigfoot, the cattle mutilations, the UFO sightings that go back 1800s, 1700s, 1600s. They just seem to go back indefinitely, which tells me that whatever people are reporting, it's the same phenomenon just being recorded generation after generation. And as we can see, even with this case of the Blue Man and the Ozarks, people were reporting it and people were debunking it. I think that's the way it is with all these sightings. Overall, I found this notion of the Morley Woods portal to be interesting. That there was just so many uh, unusual, strange things—from the lights to the uh, mutilations to the Bigfoot to the cubed UFOs—all these strange paranormal phenomena occurring in the same area could somehow be uh, there. There could somehow be interdimensional portals there. I don't know. I, I think these things happen everywhere, and I'm not sure if. The portals are just limited to a few uh, geographic locations, or maybe they just make their own portals sometime. Uh, I'll try to leave some links on the Buy Me A Coffee site, and until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.